Good morning. Today is Thursday, the 11th of July. Our readings for today are Psalm 18, verses 1 through 20, 1 Samuel 16, 14 through 7, 16, verse 14 through 17, verse 11, Acts 10, 17 through 33, and Luke 24, 36 through 53. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence, and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. O God, you are my God. From break of day, I seek you. O God, you are my God. Eagerly, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a barren and dry land where there is no water. Therefore, I have gazed upon you in your holy place, that I might behold your power and your glory. For your loving kindness is better than life itself. My lips shall give you praise. So will I bless you as long as I live, and lift up my hands in your name. My soul is content as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth praises you with joyful lips. When I meditate, when I remember, when I remember you upon my bed, and meditate on you in the night watches, for you have been my helper, and under the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. My soul clings to you. Your right hand holds me fast. O oh God, you are my God. From break of day, I seek you. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Psalm 18, verses 1 through 20. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of perdition assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. 
and my cry reached his ears. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The foundations also of the mountains trembled and quaked because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Glowing coals framed for, flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He came swiftly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering around him. His canopy thick clouds dark with water. Out of the brightness before him there broke through his clouds hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the Most High uttered his voice, and he sent out his arrows and scattered them. He flashed forth lightnings and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen and the foundations of the world were laid bare at your rebuke, O Lord. At the blast of the breath of your nostrils, he reached down from on high, he took me. He drew me out of mighty waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Reading from 1 Samuel, chapter 16, verse 14, through chapter 17, verse 11. Now the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. And Saul's servants said to him, See now, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord now command the servants who attend you to look for someone who is skillful in playing the lyre, and when the evil spirit from God is upon you, he will play it, and you will feel better. So Saul said to his servants, Provide for me someone who can play well and bring him to me. One of the young men answered, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a man of valor, a warrior, prudent in speech, and a man of good presence. And the Lord is with him. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a kid, and sent them by his son David to Saul. And David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul loved him greatly, and he became his armor-bearer. Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David remain in my service, for he has found favor in my sight. And whenever the evil spirit from God came upon Saul, David took the lyre and played it with his hand, and Saul would be relieved and feel better, and the evil spirit would depart from him. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle. They were gathered at Sokah, which belongs to Judah, and encamped between Sokah and Ezekah in Ephes Damim. Saul and the Israelites gathered and encamped in the valley of Elah and formed ranks against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on the mountain on one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side, with the valley between them. And there came out from the camp of the Philistines a champion called, named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits in a span. He had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. The weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of bronze. He had greaves of bronze on his legs, and a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed six hundred shekels of iron, and his shield-bearer went before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, 
Why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves, and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, Today I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle A, A Song of Wisdom Wisdom freed from a nation of oppressors, a holy people, and a blameless race. She entered the soul of a servant of the Lord, withstood dread rulers with wonders and signs. To the saints she gave the reward of their labors, and led them by a marvelous way. She was their shelter by day, and a blaze of stars by night. She brought them across the Red Sea. She led them through mighty waters. But their enemies she swallowed in the waves, and spewed them out from the depths of the abyss. And then, Lord, the righteous sang hymns to your name, and praised with one voice your protecting hand. For wisdom opened the mouths of the mute, and gave speech to the tongues of a newborn people. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Acts chapter 10, verses 17 through 33. Now while Peter was greatly puzzled about what to make of the vision that he had seen, suddenly the men sent by Cornelius appeared. They were standing. They were asking for Simon's house and were standing by the gate. They called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the spirit said to him, Look, three men are searching for you. Now get up, go down and go with them without hesitation for I have sent them. So Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? They answered, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man, who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So Peter invited them in and gave them lodging. The next day he got up and went with them, and some of the believers from Joppa accompanied him. The following day they came to Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them, and had called together his relatives and close friends. On Peter's arrival, Cornelius met him, and falling at his feet, worshipped him. But Peter made him get up, saying, Stand up, for I am only a mortal. And as he talked with him, he went in and found that many had assembled. And he said to them, You yourselves know that it is unlawful for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. So when I was, so when I was sent for, I came without objection. Now may I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius replied, Four days ago at this very hour, at three o'clock, I was praying in my house when suddenly a man in dazzling clothes stood before me. He said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard, and your alms have been remembered before God. Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon, a tanner by the sea. Therefore, I sent for you immediately, and you have been kind enough to come. So now all of us are here in the presence of God to listen to all that the Lord has commanded you to say. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle R, A Song of True Motherhood God chose to be our mother in all things and so made the foundation of his work 
most humbly and most pure, in the virgin's womb. God, the perfect wisdom of all, arrayed himself in this humble place. Christ came in our poor flesh to share a mother's care. Our mother bears us, our mothers bear us for pain and for death. Our true mother, Jesus, bears us for joy and endless life. Christ carried us within him in love and travail until the full time of his passion. And when all was completed and he had carried us so for joy, still all this could not satisfy the power of his wonderful love. All that we owe is redeemed in truly loving God. For the love of Christ works in us. Christ is the one whom we love. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Luke chapter 24, verses 36 through 53. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts raise in your heart arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethlehem, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let's say together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. We are going to use the intercessory prayers of healing found in Enriching Our Worship Volume 2 as we have been because perseverance is still the word of the day. These prayers are found under the title Pray for the World and the Church, particularly for God's Healing Grace, beginning on page 30 of Enriching Our Worship Volume 2. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. Let us offer our prayers for God's healing, saying, Hear and have mercy. 
Holy God, source of health and salvation, hear and have mercy. Holy and mighty, wellspring of abundant life, hear and have mercy. Holy immortal one, protector of the faithful, hear and have mercy. Holy Trinity, the source of all wholeness, hear and have mercy. Blessed Jesus, your holy name is medicine for healing and a promise of eternal life. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, descendant of David, you healed all who came to you in faith. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, child of Mary, you embrace the world with your love. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, divine physician, you sent your disciples to preach the gospel and heal in your name. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, our true mother, you feed us the milk of your compassion. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, son of God, you take away our sin and make us whole. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, eternal Christ, your promised spirit renews our hearts and minds. Hear and have mercy. Grant your grace to heal those who are sick. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage and faith to all who are disabled through injury or illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Comfort, relieve, and heal all sick children. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage to all who await surgery. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Support and encourage those who live with chronic illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Strengthen those who endure continual pain and give them hope. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Grant the refreshment of peaceful sleep to all who suffer. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Befriend all who are anxious, lonely, despondent, or afraid. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Restore those with mental illness to clarity of mind and hopefulness of heart. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Give rest to the weary and hold the dying in your loving arms. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Give your wisdom and compassion to healthcare workers, that they may minister to the sick and dying with knowledge, skill, and kindness. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Uphold those who keep watch with the sick. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Guide those who search for the causes and cures of sickness and disease. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Jesus, Lamb of God, hear and have mercy. Jesus, bearer of our sins, hear and have mercy. Jesus, redeemer of the world, hear and have mercy. Our Mother who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Compassionate God, you so loved the world that you sent us Jesus to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, he revealed you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ who suffered and died for us, conquered death, and now reigns with you in glory. Hear the cry of your people. Have mercy on us, make us whole, and bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. Gracious God, 
We come before you this day in pain and sorrow. We grieve the loss of Anne-Marie, a precious human life. Give your grace to those who grieve, especially that they may find comfort in your presence and be strengthened by your spirit. Be with this your family as they mourn and draw them together in your healing love. In the name of the one who suffered, died, and rose for us, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Let us pray the prayers for those who are sick, beginning on page 64 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. May God the Mother bless you, God the Son heal you, God the Holy Spirit give you strength. May God the Holy and Undivided Trinity guard your body, save your soul, and bring you safely to God's heavenly country, where God lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, watch with us over your children, and hear our yearning, that they may be restored to health. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Gentle Jesus, stay beside your children through this day. Take away their pain. Keep them safe. Help them in their fear. Make their bodies strong again and their hearts glad. Thank you for your love which surrounds them always. Amen. Jesus, our Redeemer, Good Shepherd of the sheep, you gather the lambs and carry them in your arms. We entrust our children to your loving care. Relieve their pain, restore in them your gifts of joy and strength, and raise them up to a life in your service. Hear us, we pray, for your dear name's sake. Amen. Gentle Jesus, though we are not worthy to have you come under our roof, you are God's word of healing to us. Be with us now, that we may know your presence in one another, and rise up in joy to greet you. Grant this for your love's sake. Amen. Blessed Jesus, living water, solid rock, uphold your children, loose the fetters of sickness, break their yokes of pain, and from this land of affliction lead them home. Amen. Loving God, your heart overflows with compassion for your whole creation. Pour out your spirit on all persons living with illness for which we have no cure, as well as their families and loved ones. Help them to know that you claim them as your own. Deliver them from fear and pain, and send your archangel Raphael to minister to their needs. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Merciful God, in your love and wisdom, you know the needs and fears of your people before we can name them. Grant that your children and we who watch with them may be enabled to surrender all their cares to you as you care for us. Give us peace of mind and unshakable trust in you. 
through Jesus Christ our Redeemer. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in your last agony you commended your spirit to your Father. We seek your mercy for your children, all who are dying. May death become for them as it was for you, a birth to everlasting life. Receive those whom we commend to you with the blessed assurance that whether we wake or sleep, we remain with you, one God, forever. Amen. Merciful God, whose son Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus, look with compassion on all who are bound by sorrow and pain through the death of your children, our loved ones. Comfort us. Grant us the conviction that all things work together for good to those who love you. And help us to find sure trust and confidence in your resurrection power. Through Jesus Christ, our Deliverer. Amen. In your tender mercies, O God, remember your children who expect or have just received a grave diagnosis. Help them to trust in your goodness and believe that after a time of trial they shall be established on, a, on the firm foundation of your deliverance. Amen. God of all comfort, our very present help in trouble, be near to your children for whom our prayers are offered. Look on them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your presence. Preserve them from the enemy and give them patience in their affliction. Restore them to health and lead them to your eternal glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the Word made flesh, you, you overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, then ascended again to the Father. Grant your children, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your Archangel Michael to defend us, to guard our going out and coming in, and to bring us safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided Trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in the comfort of your love, we lay before you the memories that haunt your children, the anxieties that perplex them, the despair that frightens them, and their frustration at their inability to think clearly. Help them to discover your forgiveness in their memories and know your peace in their distress. Touch them, O Lord, and fill them with your light and your hope. Amen. O blessed Lord, you ministered to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. God, the strength of the weak and the comfort of those who suffer. Hear our prayers and grant your children the power of your grace, that their sickness may be turned into health and our sorrow into joy. For Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Spirit of all healing, visit your children. In your power, renew health within them and raise them up in joy, according to your loving kindness, for which we give thanks and praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Gracious God, only source of life and health, help, comfort, and relieve your children, and give your power of healing to those who minister to their needs, that their weakness may be turned to strength and confidence in your loving care. For the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Holy and blessed one, shine on your children who lie restless. Illumine their spirits and give them rest in you, so that they may recognize you as the true God who brings us out of darkness into our eternal light. Amen. O God, our refuge and strength, in these places of unrelenting light and noise, enfold your children in your holy darkness and silence, 
that they may rest secure under the shadow of your wings. Amen. Sanctify, O Lord, the sickness of your servants, that the sense of their weakness may add strength to their faith and seriousness to their repentance, and grant that they may live with you in everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Loving God, we pray that you will comfort your children in their suffering, lend skill to the hands of their healers, and bless the means used for their cure. Give them such confidence in the power of your grace that even when they are afraid, they may, be, they may put their whole trust in you. Through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Strengthen your servants, O God, to go where they have to go and bear what they have to bear. But accepting your healing gifts at the hands of surgeons, nurses, and technicians, they may be restored to wholeness with a thankful heart. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Holy One, you do not distance yourself from the pain of your people, but in Jesus bear that pain with us and bless all who suffer at others' hands. Hallow our flesh and all creation. With your cleansing love, bring healing and strength to your children. And by your justice, lift them up, that in the body you have given them, they may again rejoice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord Christ, you came into the world as one of us and suffered as we do. As we go through the trials of life, help us to realize that you are with us at all times and in all things, that we have no secrets from you, and that your love and grace enfolds us for eternity. In the security of your embrace, we pray. Amen. God, your love and kindness never fails, and your mercies are new every morning. We thank you for giving your children relief from pain and hope of health renewed. Continue the good work begun in them, that increasing daily in wholeness and strength, they may rejoice in your goodness and so order their life always to think and do that which pleases you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Loving God, inspire by your Holy Spirit those who are afraid of losing hope, especially your children for whom we now pray. Give them a fresh vision of your love, that they may find again what they fear they have lost. Grant them your powerful deliverance. Through the one who makes all things new, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Giver of all grace, we pray your peace, which passes all understanding, for those who are developmentally disabled. Grant that they may always be sustained in love, their gifts honored, and their difficulties understood, that none may add to their troubles. We ask this in the name of the one who comforted those who were troubled in mind, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Now is the time when I usually share some thoughts on the scriptures, and so I will do that now. Firstly, Psalm 18 is described in my commentary's kind of little introduction. To the leader, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who addressed the words of this song to the Lord on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. Which is interesting placement for me because we read in our Old Testament reading about Saul entering into a time of great distress and 
David actually being sent to help Saul. Um, and the reversal of that relationship when Saul then becomes jealous of and threatened by David and pursues him, I think perhaps that we can have empathy in our lives. You know, there are many times that our friends turn into enemies. And I like the way Beth Moore says it, that we should not fight with each other, but for each other. Um, And I'm sorry, I probably inserted the word should in there, and that word has all kinds of negative connotations right now. But I think that that's true, that we so often see each other as the enemy. As Paul puts it, our enemy is not flesh and blood, but it's spiritual. And you know, I've been reading for a while now, probably for the last year, I think I've been talking to you guys about the books on spiritual warfare and discernment that I've been reading and the study that I've been doing on that topic. And this morning I read about um, intercessory prayer against negative, well, I shouldn't even say that, intercessory prayer and in Revelation where all of heaven paused for the prayers of those on earth to be lifted up to God. I think prayer matters and prayer has meaning and it is not just a conversation between us and God, but something even more powerful than that. And this prayer of thanksgiving that David sings, I think, to God after God's deliverance of him from the hands of his enemies is incredibly beautiful and poignant and I think honors the lessons gleaned from trial. God, or the psalmist, in this case attributed to David, not only describes God's righteous anger, so like the the psalmist gives it up to God and then God comes down and, and God's wrath wreaks vengeance. And But the psalmist is humble here. He admits, my foes were too mighty for me. And then he says, they confronted me in the day of my calamity. How many times have you felt like somebody kicked you while you were down instead of lifting you up? But God was his support. We didn't read verse 19, but it says, he brought me out to a broad place. He delivered me. And I'm reminded of the joke about, you know, the guy in the flood who's on the rooftop of his house and he's praying to God for help. And he sees a boat go by and he says, no, God's going to help me. And he sees a helicopter go by and he says, no, God's going to help me. And and then he drowns and he gets to heaven. And he's like, God, God, why didn't you help me? And God's like, I sent. And I think it's actually three things, but, you know, whatever. Our deliverance comes from God, but often through the hands of of others. And I would pray that we can be those hands of deliverance for God here on this earth. There's a lot going on that people need delivered from. A lot of things, both tangible and intangible. And instead of seeing others as threats, we should see others as brothers and sisters that need help. And I struggle with that just as much as anyone does. There are a couple people I just wish would get like smote and be gone off the face of the earth. And And honestly, that I cannot look at without just feeling feelings of revulsion. And so I pray when I have to sit on my hands so that I do not smack people, I pray God bless them. And that's about as much as I can utter now, but I I trust God to soften my heart and to give me the words to pray that I may intercede on their behalf. No one was created to be ugly and miserable and hurting the people around them out of their own wounds. That's not what God had intended for any of us. And we would do well to remember that in our prayers. So I already talked about a little bit, but our Old Testament reading. So it's very interesting to me. There's, there's a piece of the puzzle here that I don't quite have. And um, maybe it's because in our New Testament talks about God giving the disciples understanding of the scriptures. And maybe I don't have that 
understanding yet. I don't think any of us have full understanding until we're actually with God in heaven. But where it says that the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him, my commentary says that this might be a way of saying that he suffered from mental illness. And this brings up all kinds of questions. Evil spirits are from God too? I thought evil spirits were the opposite of God. Mental illness, is is that from God? Like, does God wish that? Or does God allow that? Like, there's tons of questions in my mind about this. But I keep coming back to one truth. Everything, anything, no matter how terrible, when turned over to God, can be transformative. And so I don't know. I don't know the answer about whether wounds and evil spirits and death come from God or pass through God. I honestly don't know, but I do know that when we enter into cooperation with God on any of these things, that God uses them for our good, for the world's good, for the universal furthering of us toward the creation that God intended us to be. I think perseverance and transformation is maybe the phrase of the day. Perseverance, <laughs> perseverance is the word of the day. And I think that David is, in this moment, a servant, a messenger, and an instrument of God. So when he is sent for to play for Saul, and I think my commentary says here too that musicians were thought to have power to keep evil spirits at bay. So music was literally perceived as a healing power, and I think that that is still true today. And I believe that in this moment, David is a healing messenger of God. I believe that we all have the ability to allow God to work through us for others. And I feel convicted at the moment that I have let my own wounds get in the way of being a force for God's healing power. This universe needs healing, not acting from a place of woundedness. And so I pray that God will heal my woundedness to the extent that those wounds become sources of healing for others and no longer stand in the way of God's healing power flowing through me. Amen. Our New Testament reading. I keep kind of like stealing my own thunder today, but our New Testament reading... Um, Actually, I'm sorry, it's our gospel reading that talks about giving understanding. So forgive me. I really stole my thunder. I skipped like two ahead. But I think this is really interesting. So while Peter is sitting there puzzling about the vision, the Spirit sends these people to him and says, go with them. I sent them. And I, I think that we assume that it, it was as clear as it is on the page in the moment. But I, I, I think, this is just me guessing, but I think that in Peter's life, maybe it wasn't that clear. Maybe he had to kind of really bring that back to God several times. Really, God? You want me to go with these guys? Like really? <laughs> and, and I think that, that puzzling out the answer and with God's help putting the pieces together is sometimes, not always, but sometimes part of the process of gaining understanding. Um, that it doesn't, and you've probably heard me say this before, but that it doesn't come all in a flash and suddenly you have knowledge, you know, that it's not like, 
God says something to you as clearly as I am saying something to you right now, and the answer is A. But I think that we can have faith that that God is guiding us. And I think, as I've said before, our job is to clear out enough of our own gunk that we can discern what God is saying to us. So I think it was probably not not quite this simple. We should be heartened that that God works with and in and through others. So while Peter is puzzling, these three are sent to him. And and the pieces fall together. God has shown me that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. And the Holy Spirit had been working in them. So the Holy Spirit's working in Peter. The Holy Spirit is working in Cornelius and his people. And God brings them together. You've been kind enough to come. So now all of us are here in the presence of God to listen to all that the Lord has commanded you to say. The space has been prepared. The people are open to hear God's voice. This is a little off topic, but I'd like to ask for your prayers. There's something I've been struggling with for months, and you guys have heard me talk about it. I truly believe that there is danger in just flinging open the doors of our soul to any voice. Because we know that spiritual forces, however you define them, mimic the voice of the one true Holy Spirit, the voice of God. And that the critics or the committees or the gremlins, whatever you call them, the bad tape, the untrue messages that we have received in our lives, that these messages play out in our minds too, whatever their source. I think that if you dig back through everything, there is a spiritual source running through, kind of like an underground river. Um, But on the surface, for us, that looks like a cacophony of voices. And it's difficult to discern. And I think especially people who, as the Apostle put it, are young in faith, still drinking spiritual milk, just opening oneself wide to all spiritual voices without having grown away to filter those voices, to hear the voice of God, can be a confusing and dangerous thing. And I I don't want to stand in the way of anyone tapping into a conversation with and a relationship with God. I also feel very strongly that you have to prepare the space for conversation with God, even the conversation found in silence. And and filter the voices. And I don't really know what to do with this, although the answer is always prayer, right? Um, hmm. So yeah, that's something like, I guess the question is, How much do I insert my opinion into a related collaborative community to my spiritual community? And how much do I just allow allow them to do what they're doing without inserting my opinion. And and I guess like the question is, do I mind my own business or do I say, hey, I feel like this is a really important thing that you're missing here, especially now that you're holding groups in my church and I'm a member of the vestry and that kind of thing. Like, 
where does my responsibility to speak up about a mistake that I think is being made in the spiritual practice of a group that is related to, but not um, under the governing body of my organization? I'm sorry if that was kind of convoluted, but I would appreciate your prayers. (laughs) And uh, getting back on track and moving to our gospel reading. Jesus, resurrected, tangible, comes, appears with his disciples, eats with them, which is so significant, consuming sustenance together, being at the table together, and then tells them, like, this is what I said, all the words are going to be fulfilled, here's a moment, here's a moment of fulfilling right here. And then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. May we all have the understanding that we're ready for in this moment. May God gently guide us to an opening of our minds to receive God's truth and God's truth alone. Amen. And then he tells them, you are witnesses of these things and I am sending you forth. We don't keep what we, what has been made known to us to ourselves. We then become messengers, bearers of this gift. And my further prayer is that God would give us the means by which to communicate these messages, these gifts of God, these understandings in a way that they can be received by others. Show us those to whom you would have us deliver your message, O God, and give us the key to their understanding. Give us the language that they speak. Help us to meet them exactly where they are and share with them exactly what they need at this moment. For you know, God, you know all the things that we don't. Grant us the understanding that that we seek that you would have us have right here and right now. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) We'll go ahead and close up our time together. (coughs) Excuse me. Which I've been really grateful for. Um, I'm sorry I've been away. I... You guys know I'm always struggling with the schedule. And this time, I hadn't even, like, gotten through figuring out the spring schedule when summer hit. And the summer schedule has its own blessings and difficulties. I'm very, very blessed that I can make it work for my son, um, who is doing a lot of rowing this summer. He's advanced to the juniors team. And... And he's also learning small boat skills, which is really good because there's not a whole lot of boys on the junior teams and the novice teams these days. So learning to row a two and a double will be really good for him and his one buddy who's about his age and on the same team. It's been really hot here and uh, my air conditioning is not working perfectly. So if I can, it seems trivial, but I know that God cares even about the little things. If I can just pray that Jack is safe and healthy out on the water and in the heat today, and that God protects him and cares for him and keeps him bodily in good health, and God, please just miraculously fix the air conditioning. Your holy name. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your Spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, 
You will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear for our creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.